Okay, it looks like I am live. This is a spontaneous live Q&A where I'm going to talk about some random questions. And if you have random questions, you can throw them into the chat. Otherwise, if you're not watching this live, you cannot throw questions into the chat, but I could always answer questions next time. So for now, while I answer random questions about random things, I'm going to pull my starting questions from Quora. So here we go. Here's a question. How is a prehistoric business different from today? And that's a good question. A prehistoric business, I'm going to assume you're referring to a business that was before the internet. And basically, that business did not focus on digital. That business just focused on things related to... Uh, newspapers, um, traditional advertising, and basically the kind of reach that we see now is a little different, right? Now you have digital where you can basically tap into a variety of different audiences all over the world, whereas a prehistoric business is like not really tapping into that kind of reach. So that's where you kind of have the um, the lacking ability there. So yeah, that's a prehistoric business. You know, it's essentially pre-computer era, you're dealing with how do you get your name out there, right? That's what you gotta deal with. Okay. I'm going to look up some other questions here. Uh, more questions. You know, as we're running this live, there's a chance that there could be technical difficulties. So I'll do my best to keep this going. One of the questions that I'm interested in is questions in, this will ever load, there we go. Here's a good one. What are 10 rules to be a gentleman to a lady? What are 10 rules to be a gentleman to a lady? Well, let's break this down. Number one, uh, be nice. Number two, open car door. Number three, open any door. And number four, s smile 
baptism. <laughs> I'm butchering this. Number five. Resolve arguments peacefully before you go to bed at night. Number six. Uh, cook every now and then. Number seven, do the laundry every now and then. Uh, number eight, hygiene. Uh, that goes for pretty much anyone in the world. Hygiene is important. Number nine, listen. I think that's highly underrated. And most of the challenges today could be handled by just kind of listening to what people are saying. So I think that would do you well. Number 10, don't be a jerk. I know that's the opposite of being nice, but you know what? It's pretty easy to be mean to people, but it's hard to be nice. So I think if you're nice, that'll make a difference. Okay, let's see. What other questions can I look at? This life advice category, this could be good stuff. I have to get by all the ads here. A woman on a, a, woman on a bus flung her long hair over the back of the seat. What is the best way to handle this situation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, you know, um, I would just let it slide. I, I honestly think there are better things in the world to worry about than things like that uh, I gotta be honest there's a number of different ways that people would sort of tackle this like maybe they try to get into a fight with this person or <laughs> tell them hey that's rude but you know none of that will end in a positive result especially if the bus ride is a long bus ride. So say your bus ride is like three hours long. Do you really want to like have that animosity? There's a chance that that person could um, lower their seat so you'll have less leg room just to like annoy you. So, you know, you don't want to get on that person's nerves because you have to understand maybe this individual has a lot of things going on in their life. So I wouldn't take it personally and I would just mm, relax, put on some music and move on with your life. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, next question. Let's see. What is the most disturbing thing you have ever seen? Look, this isn't going to be like a 
It's not going to be anything dramatic, but the most disturbing thing you've ever seen uh, that I've ever seen, it, it's got to be like, trying to think there are some disturbing movies out there and i'm not going to give you that because look they're disturbing to a lot of people and you could just google like top 10 most disturbing movies and that list will probably be fairly accurate whatever shows up on google but me personally in real life um the most disturbing thing would have to be seeing the amount of homelessness on the downtown east side that's pretty disturbing to me and the fact that even today it's still a problem like if you go down vancouver and you go down hastings right you will notice the the sheer amount of homelessness and that's a problem and that's definitely a problem. I have I have somebody saying hello. Hi, Herschel. Uh, that's really cool. Thanks for uh, chatting in. If you have any questions, random questions, I'm answering random questions. And then any of the random questions that I've answered, I'm throwing them into the comments. So creating content on the fly. So hello hello thanks for tuning in but yeah the most disturbing thing i think is like seeing the amount of homeless people in vancouver british columbia canada in that one street and the fact that nothing has been done about it and we're still talking about it years and years and years later and it's disturbing because we could collectively help those people but not only is it the homelessness, it's like what they're doing to themselves, the sheer craziness, um, the damage. I, I've driven through that street several times and it's disturbing. It's real life disturbing, right? So you can watch a disturbing movie, but reality, I mean, there's nothing quite like reality. So that's the thing that kind of pops off in my head because you'll see like people, they got needles and stuff. And you know, it's it's like it's it's insane. It's and it's really disturbing. So that's the problem that I've seen. Uh, I'm not a fan of needles, so that's disturbing to me in general, but to see that when in real life, yeah. And Herschel, you mentioned bullies and bad people. Yeah, I agree that exists in the world and it's unfortunate right and actually it's magnified on social media because you see a lot of negative sentiment about what people do like maybe somebody's doing comedy or they're doing they're doing um, music and they're putting the music out there and then somebody comes along and leaves a comment like your music sucks and that person's just like a bully because I mean, there's no reason to say anything bad. And uh, my parents always said, or I think it was my dad, he said, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And it's true. So uh, 
I think saying good things would be nice, but uh, yeah, bad people, bullies. It's unfortunate that uh, this is the world that we're in, but isolation is also I would say isolation is causing some of these problems because a lot of these people are maybe quite lonely and um, they've got nothing else to turn to. And uh, yeah, you're saying, yeah, social media, you know, for learning, it's great. I, I love watching videos of like CEOs on YouTube. I think that's fantastic content and I'm learning about business. And I'm learning about a bunch of different things. And it's also good for escaping. You know, you want to watch some sports highlights. YouTube's got that. And um, once you start getting into the comments on any particular channel or any particular social media like account, it's like it's everywhere, right? So there's some disturbing aspects of social media for sure and i mean they've done some work to kind of filter all this out but it's not perfect so um i'm gonna check out some other life advice questions here Ooh, here's a good one this question is from trevor and <laughs> this is why i have to answer this question i'm pulling these questions from quora so i'm basically giving you my perspective. So my answers are not like the golden answers, but um, certainly things that I can maybe speak to. I can't find a partner. How can I learn to love my single life? You know, I've had girlfriends and I've also been single. I've been more so single in my life. And I have to say that you can enjoy the single life, if you um, can really appreciate nature, I think that's actually a really good start. Like if you can admire going for like a hike just in your backyard, like there's tons of little trails around, you, you find some little path where you're walking there every day, you can actually really enjoy that. And you can be grateful for that. You can enjoy the little things. You can sit and one place for hours on end and just enjoy it. So I think you can really love the single life. And then Herschel, you're saying, I've been lonely for a while, but I try to stay positive. It's hard, but I'm maintaining the best way I can. I had love at one point, but it's hard to hold on to love when people tend to be busy. Yeah, I mean, staying positive, it's really what you can do. I think also being around positive people, I know it's tough, but if you can find positive people online, find that group. Maybe it's through a, a positive channel. Maybe it's like a motivational group on Facebook. Uh, there's tons of different groups out there that spread positivity. There's different meetup groups. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there's, different avenues to build in positive interactions. But nowadays, everyone is busy. They're either working or they're sleeping or they're eating. So where do you find time for that? I mean, there's dating apps and those are hit and miss for people because 
if there's like one little thing off about you in your profile or in your pictures, you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage. Um, you know, if you had love at one point, it is hard to get that back. Um, you have to be in a good mindset. Like you have to go in there and say, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Like you have to basically fix your personal mindset before you start bringing other people into your life, right? And there's a difference between being lonely and then being alone, right? Being alone is a choice and then being lonely is this feeling and being lonely is not a good feeling obviously it's not something but what you could do is reframe it look at being alone as a time to reflect and look at all the good things in your life right and if you can do that then you can be quite content being alone I know it's, t it's tough, right? Because you're like, hmm, you know, I'm feeling lonely. But maybe you could find enjoyment in being alone, right? And that loneliness will start to just disappear. And then you'll start to, like, add little things into your life, maybe. Um, you know, maybe it's like a job, keep you kind of occupied, or like a hobby where you're just kind of, by yourself, a, a job is going to cover a lot of your rumination and thinking. A lot of people, they're constantly thinking in their isolation. So that's where this feeling of negative, like this self-loathing kind of starts to, to trickle in. And it does help to actually be busy to say, okay, I wanna take on some projects, maybe take on another job. Um, try to fill my day with some positive interactions and don't expect anything out of them, but just sort of kind of add that into your life. Um, yeah, I hope that helps. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. So, um, but I, I can I can connect with I can resonate with a lot of that sentiment, right? And what I realize though is that you don't need a partner or somebody to be with, but it's a nice to have, right? It's a nice to have, but it's not necessary. So once you kind of realize, hey, like I'm fine on my own. And I'm choosing to bring somebody onto this sailboat with me, right? And then hopefully you go through the waters together and you maybe build a partnership together. That's what you want. But the minute you're like, I need somebody in my life, then that's when they run away. Or arguments start to form. It, it comes back to this neediness or desperation or any sort of feelings like neediness, desperation, jealousy, those things, other the significant other does not want to see those things. And the minute they do, there's this bad feeling. So um, this is why if you could just like enjoy this, it's like you enjoy every moment of your single life, 
uh, I'm not going to say that people will just randomly show up in your life. Some people will say that like sort of like um, the secret where you attract things towards you or you are what you think about. There's part of that. Yes. But the biggest thing is that you just can enjoy being alone. And then when it comes time to, I don't know, doing the dating apps or walking up to people or saying hi, those are all like, social anxiety is such a difficult thing, but our dating apps can really help with the social anxiety. But you know, people will want to see like a smiling face on that profile or somebody who's dressed up, somebody who kind of holds themselves well, like they don't have their head down or any of that kind of stuff. So there has to be that sort of positive internal mindset, I would say. Yeah, I hope that helps. You know, I'm only 32 years old, so I have quite a few years to learn things. But what I have learned so far is that I can be alone and be happy, right? But of course, down the road, I'll probably want to find somebody to connect with. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, uh, there's quite a few questions here. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out a question that can maybe. Here we go. Another personal question. Question is What was the one situation you thought you couldn't handle in life? This is an introspective type of question. What was the one situation you thought you couldn't handle in life? So, um, adding it to the chat. I don't know how to, something I wanna figure out is how I can like, I don't know figure out how to like add a chat onto the screen. That's what I'd like to figure out. I don't really know how to do that. I'm gonna have to look that up. That's a cool thing to maybe figure out is how I can add the chat onto the screen. Maybe it adds more visual. Anyway, the question is, what was the one situation you thought you couldn't handle in life? That would be like pulling wisdom teeth <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, various surgeries. Uh, you know, the one situation is probably um, like that first major corporate job where it was like a job that required serious responsibilities. This is probably like oh, seven or eight years ago six or seven years ago. Anyway, I was put into this role and I was responsible for quite a few different aspects of the business. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm applying to this job, but I need 10 years of experience. There's no way I'm going to get the job. Well, it turns out I did get the job. Um, kind of a shock to me. And um, there's a lot of responsibilities. And it was a step 
in a direction that I have never gone, taking on all of this. And I managed to figure it out. And day by day, I learned all various steps that I needed to learn to do the job. And I did a number of different projects to assist the company in um, growing and helping them transform. And I, I think I brought a unique perspective. And, and that's what you have to look at anytime you feel like you're inexperienced is that you know what you have the fresh eyes you can come in and share a completely different perspective and help grow the business in ways that were not thought of before so don't look at experience as a something that should hold you back and herschel you mentioned that you thought you couldn't handle graduating high school but i did and I'm only 23. You're only 23. You have your whole life ahead of you. So in terms of um, in terms of your life and your um, connecting with significant other and all of that, I think you've got quite a few years. Honestly, you could be like 40 years old and you could still be dating. I mean, look at Leonardo DiCaprio. He's still just meeting young women. So. <laughs> He's having the time of his life, and he's, I think he's in his 40s now. But, uh, yeah, high school, that's, that's a fun one, right? High school is such a challenge because you're going through so many different stages, uh, psychosocial stages, some psychology stuff for you. But uh, Erickson's psychosocial development stages, identity is like a big one in high school where you're trying to find your way and who you are. So, you know, once you're graduating, though, you don't actually have that structure anymore. So if you haven't figured out what your identity is in high school, you're now responsible for figuring that out on your own. And there is no structure of high school anymore. You have to decide what university you're going to or college you're going to go to and all that you have to figure that out on your own so that's the challenge yeah and you're saying you know you learning to let go just let things take its course and not really chase success you just want peace that's awesome honestly if your goal is just have peace then and you can get there that's really helpful. I have to say, like, making sure that your financial situation is in order, that's going to help you, probably the biggest one, right? Your foundation is really, like, having your money situation figured out because that's going to take off a lot of stress. Once you feel good about that, um, then it's going to take off a lot of anxiety for you. Um you know, I'd love to hear like where you're going next with, um, you know, with your life after you're done with high school, you're 23. I'd love to know what, what if you built maybe like a business or you went to college slash university. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, not so you, so those who say, hey, they're not a big achiever, and you know, you're looking at your sibling, higher achiever, you thought of you thought of as more of a slacker. It could just be 
that you're looking for things that really catch your interest, right? There could be something out there for you, right? Like I'm really into like marketing business, entrepreneurship. I'm into a variety of different things, right? And I have to keep exploring. Like this Q&A right here, I don't really know what I'm, this is like my first Q&A in this kind of format. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I decided I'm going to experiment and see how this goes. And that's sort of what you have to do. Uh, oh, cool. You said, I'm getting a bunch of uh, chats that are held for review. And this channel, I, I can't actually say what the channel name is because I know that I will completely get removed from YouTube. But this channel has been leaving these crazy... <laughs> This is talking about bullying. Um, I'm just gonna try to hide, uh, try to hide these. But you mentioned that uh, you got out of college and you went to do art. I think that's really cool. And now is the time, especially with like Instagram, where you can publish your art on Instagram. I know I'm a. Uh, I've done a bunch of books and stuff in the children's author space, so. Um, like picture books and stuff. And there's so many different avenues, you know, you could put it up on a personal website, you can sell merch. Um, honestly, you can run an artist empire online nowadays. Now there's a lot of competition and that's where you're going to run into some challenges because um, the creative area, there's so many people, right? You've got Spotify for the music streaming. You know, you're saying you like like to sing, uh, to write, philosophy, drawing, reading, music. Like you've got a bunch of the the arts interests here. And for that, I honestly wouldn't even recommend going to university for. University is great for STEM fields: science, technology, engineering, mathematics, maybe business. Like I went in for uh, marketing and it was helpful in terms of um, setting up the career, but I felt like I had to learn more after I graduated. But arts, honestly, uh, you could learn how to do all of that separate, right? I went to school with somebody who was going in to get a degree in music. And I'm trying to think like, well, why don't you just become a musician now? And then the four years you spent on university, invest that in your, um, you know, running online ads to promote your YouTube channel. Like you could do so many different things. Why bother spending money on a music degree? Um, you really have to know like what your end goal is. You want to be a music teacher? Okay, fine. And getting a degree would make sense in that case, but. Um, yeah, well, those, those are really cool things that, uh, that you like to do. Um, I think there's plenty of opportunities to, to get, uh, get money out of it. If you want to make it entrepreneurial, I don't know if you want to be entrepreneurial with art, art and, uh, you know, if you have a specific, um, type of art that you create, um, number of different things that you can do. 
So, yeah, I'm, it really comes down to who you think your audience is, right? Like people who make digital art, they might go on one specific platform. Those who make fine art might go on a different platform. There's different audiences for your work. But there's always somebody out there, right? That's the cool thing. Same with singing, right? You start up a music channel. I see people just doing music covers on YouTube and they're crushing it. Now, I don't have any ability to sing. I haven't tried it. So um, I really envy what those people are doing. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to do one more question here. And then I think that's pretty much... Uh, pretty much enough for now. Um, yeah. Just looking up some more questions. Um, here we go. This question is, what causes low motivation during some parts of the day. Okay. What causes low motivation? During some parts of the day? Well, you've got that like three o'clock snooze and you've got maybe some bad eating habits you've got some lack of exercise, uh, lack of purpose, lack of activities to do in your day, um, maybe a lack of vitamin D, uh, not getting outside, you're not enjoying life, and the fact is you have nothing that excites you and therefore your motivation is low. Uh, that's what kind of happens. I mean, some parts of the day you're excited and some parts of the day you aren't. It's likely because, well, were you excited when you woke up in the morning? Uh, did that excite and why? And if you weren't, well, the most important thing is finding something that excites you right in the morning so that um, when you wake up, you feel good about it. Um, and that's not easy, right? There are these ebbs and flows. If you haven't eaten something in a while, then maybe you're low on blood sugars. <laughs> There's so many different things. So, uh, yeah. That's just, just a number of different ways to go about it. Uh, we've got Virgil that's now in here. Whoa, Virgil. I think, you left, I think you left some comments on some of my funny videos. I made a hundred bad impressions and uh, people took it seriously. <laughs> and I'm not very good at uh, doing impressions. So they weren't supposed to be perfect. Uh, Virgil asked, what's the meaning of life? I am going to lean towards being responsible for something. If, if you've got a sense of responsibility, a sense of, hey, this is what I'm doing today, then that's going to help you. Uh, if you're spending like 
all of your waking hours literally not being responsible for anything, especially yourself, then very difficult to feel good about life. You see, responsibility will help you feel good about life. And that's the important thing. Um, without any responsibility, I don't see uh, how you're contributing anything to life. And you could literally do nothing for your entire life. But then that is you being responsible for <laughs> doing nothing. And then whatever action you take, it's accountability. You could be like, oh, I'm not feeling responsible for the, the well, taking on responsibility, um, positive responsibility is, is the way to go. Sort of, I don't know, responsibility, accountability, you, you got to have something that you're kind of pushing for. I think there's a bunch of psychologists out there that would agree with that. And that's going to help you feel like your life is meaningful. Thank you for saying I'm a comical genius. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I would say the comedy skits are like there's there's comedy skit videos that I've done where where they're kind of like funny and kind of like trolling kind of thing and those those I feel like I've maybe done a better job at but I'm very self-critical I don't think I'm that good but there's uh, a day in the life of an entrepreneur is a video I highly recommend if you're looking for a comical genius Seems like a lot of people like that one. Talks about my fictitious daily routine. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like short clips that I think are better than the impressions. But yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it means the world. Um, Herschel mentioned uh, i think i just want to make music for myself personally i don't want to make money out of it it's just a hobby cool you can make music for yourself make it a hobby but if you want to enjoy the hobby make sure that you've got your finances in order i think that's the important thing yeah if you don't have your finances in order then how are you going to mon uh, how are you going to fund your hobby right like, for instance, this computer that I have, the microphone that I've got, all this costs money. Uh, the apartment I live in, I had to work to afford all of this. And I have a bunch of hobbies that, just to be transparent, were not going to pay the bills. So uh, I stopped doing those hobbies quite often because I was worried about money instead. So I never actually got around to doing my hobbies. And the hobbies suffered, then the finances weren't where they should have been. It sort of all just kind of fell apart. So in order to really look at arts and say, hey, I want this to be a fun hobby, you do have to get the nail the finances down so that you don't wake up thinking, oh, where am I going to make the next dollar for musicians or for artists? That's the critical thing. The starving artist is a real thing. 
And to address that, you should probably have some sort of a gig or something on the side to cover your expenses. Once you got that taken care of, life will be a lot easier. You could do whatever you want in the art world and it won't be stressful. Um, you know? Yeah. Like creating this video, it's not stressful for me because finances are in order. I'm, I'm happy with the direction of everything. So this is not a problem. Um, if you feel like you can easily hop on and create things and do that, then, then that's, that's great. Um, you know, the idea of dropping everything and just pursuing arts, it's a risk. Uh, it helps to have finances in order. And that's going to take away a lot of the anxiety. A lot of people will drop everything and give it their all, no plan B. And yes, a percentage will succeed, but there is a bigger percentage and they will fail. So it helps that you're organized and you have a plan because the last thing you want is to be on the streets. On that one street in Vancouver, the downtown east side, where a lot of good people have ended up. Look at that, how it kind of gone full circle. But uh, that's the interesting thing about life that these things pop up. Unforeseen circumstances. So uh, thank you for everyone that's tuned in. If I haven't responded to comments, you can leave comments in the video after. You can shout out some other questions and I could answer those questions down the road. I might do this more often. We'll see how I feel. Hopefully that helps. Till next time, this is Trev signing off. Bye.